This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 208 of The Real Word. Word is up. Word is up. Nicole's attitude on life is down. I'm, I'm surprised. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the whole pre-show, you were, you were ready oh to gosh. quit the show. I was okay, you but for ready I was, to delete I, your Instagram. Uh, for, okay, wow, I, Bobby, did you record that conversation before we went live? That was not the cop. You told me to delete my Instagram because well, all you, I was saying was that I, I've been I've been watching the Olympics. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey has been. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get really into that in the market here. I'm in this shit home about living in the real world, and yeah, and then I, and then you went as far as to say. You know, you don't want to do this podcast anymore. Okay, that's we, not what I said. Yeah. What I said is, is that I prefer not having these headphones on. And, and in all honesty, I thought that it was a, a little bit of a, I thought it was, I thought you were going to take it more of a compliment because I enjoy having no. you with me instead of staring at you through a screen, talking to myself into a camera. I was very offended. Oh my but God. We've got bigger stuff to talk about. We can talk about that another time, Nicole. For the first time this year and last year someone that i highly respect in real estate has come out and said she believes the market could see a pretty substantial closing uh slowing slowing closing yep. uh so that's gonna be racket number one we've got a survey from fannie mae racket number two and then we'll get into that marketeer matthew mcconaughey metaverse stuff in uh the last segment. All right. So housing market could see a pretty substantial slowing. Zellman and Associates CEO. Ivy Zellman, we've talked about her a bunch. She's one of the most prominent real estate economists that there is in the game. She was the one real estate economist, focused economist that in the 2006, 2007 years was predicting the collapse where everybody else in the real, you, obviously you had the, the guy from the big short who bet against the housing market, but she was the one real estate focused person that was saying, Hey, here's what's coming. Mm -hmm. And now she says, we're building too many homes right now. So like you and I have both said, 2022, you're going to continue to see prices go up. Although right now it looks like in January was an indicator to that, that we'll sell less homes. We'll sell a little bit less homes in 2022 in comparison to 2021. Obviously, there's there's even less inventory, inventory right now right. as we sit here in quarter one. So that has something to do with it. But we've been pretty, when, when we talk about the market, we've been pretty much focused on the next 12 months, 2022. I still believe prices are going to go up. Ivy Zellman is not contradicting that. But what she's saying is in 12 to 18 months, we could have way more inventory than we think is possible. There's so many reports that say we're 3.8 to 6 million homes short to meet buyer demand when mm -hmm. you count how many homes were not built after you know the mortgage crisis. She's saying she's not buying that data. Not that that you know, the way they're counting isn't accurate, but she's saying we're not short that many homes for these reasons. You've got household money, meaning people's wealth, household mm -hmm. and population increasing. It is increasing, but it's going the wrong direction, not not increasing substantially enough uh, to for this 
shortage to kind of exist. She also said interesting that 20 to 39 year olds living at mom and dad's house was 16% during 2010. And uh, no, I'm sorry. It went from uh, 16% during the mortgage crisis up to 19.7% in 2010, which makes sense, right? Like after the housing collapse, more people would move back home. That would make mm -hmm. sense. Yep. What about the next decade, Nicole? Where, where do you think it went from 2010 to 2020? I, where were are, 19... you, are, are you in the article? Are we in the well, article? We're going we... to link up the Yahoo Finance article, but there was also a video that she did uh, where she kind of expanded on this article. Both of these were within the last week. Yeah. And the video, you can find that. Uh, it's ArchMI. It's, it's some kind of mortgage company that did this video. Zelman the Contrarian, We're Building Too Many Homes is the title of that. You can uh, Oh, that you Vimeo Google link that. you sent me? The Vimeo link. Yeah, they yep. put it on Vimeo. I don't know why they didn't put it on YouTube. Seems a little odd, but Vim people still use Vimeo, I guess. So, all right. If if 19.7% of 20 to 39-year-olds were living at home in 2010, mm -hmm. do you think the number was higher or lower in 2020? Uh, I Well, in 2020, I think it was higher. It was. It was 23.7%. Well, 2020, I mean, that was the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I it, mean, it, everyone flocked home. It seems like to what she's saying that that number is you know, gradually continuing to go up and that culturally we're fine with multi-generational households. There, She mentioned that Caucasians will be the minority in the near future and that she said Asians and um, uh, Hispanics are, are probably more normally live with multi-generation. That, that was her words, not mine, her data. Um, she's also saying that, you know, people just the stigma of living in your parents' basement isn't there like it used to be. Right. Well, we you're, you're making it you're week. making it a stigma. Yeah, I think it is a stigma. I mean, come the on, dudes, the dudes living in their mom's basement. The dudes love living in their mom's basement. They probably make up the far majority of that 23.7%. She did actually mention what we talked about last week where women, young women are going out for higher education at an accelerated rate. And that mm -hmm. maybe some of those, even though we saw a study that say they want to buy a house, maybe, but maybe some of those are slowing home. down. Yeah. yeah. Till they, till they can uh, pay Afford off that. It. Yep. The uh, anyways, when you look at that young group, 20 to 39 year olds, at the end of the day, what we're not doing is building the right product for affordability. So when Ivy Zellman says we're building too many homes, there's there's going to be this, this pent-up demand. Nicole, in the Northeast, we don't see building too many homes. No, we don't it, see much new construction. We don't see much new construction in the Northeast at all. In the comments, if, you, if you're seeing a lot of new construction wherever you are, where are you and how much are you seeing? She's saying that it will be localized. So Texas, for example, has 14% new households being created in that state. Obviously, people are going there. It's an obvious trend. But that builders are building over 30% of a faster rate than before. So if everybody's on the same path, meaning all the builders are like, oh, man, everybody's coming down here. Build, build, I'm going to start building more. Everyone has the same game plan to build, build, right. build. And you're out building the pace of people coming in that could, when all this inventory hits in 23, create an oversupply of homes. Real problem 
that she kind of touched on. And I just wish it went, it was only a 20 minute video in the, the Yahoo finance article. I think she's, you can pay for her studies are like thousands of mm -hmm. dollars. Uh, maybe she goes deeper in her studies, but I think the bigger problem is when you build a house, nobody's building $200,000 single family homes, right? Nobody's I don't think building. you, I don't even think you can. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> No, the you can't. The cost of land, the cost of materials, you literally can't build a $200,000 or $300,000 home. I mean, that the average, the median price point right now in America is like $400,000. But yet when I go and I drive by new developments in, say, South Florida, I'm seeing prices starting at $599, at $699 in all of these communities. So if we're going to be, be building a million and a half homes, which is a number I've seen out there, that are going to be hitting the market in 2023 in 12 to 18 months. And if they're all between five and $800,000 starting prices, that is a problem because the majority of the people that want to buy homes right now are not in that price range. I don't you see believe, where you believe that you believe that that the majority of the people that want to buy homes are not in that price range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. If people from 2039 want to move out of their parents' home, yep, they're likely not in that price range yet. Okay. Well, no, I mean, but but there are people, though, that are coming out of that price range. There's, I mean, a tremendous amount of move-up buyers. I mean- But if they're, but if they're all being built, and, and to her point, in these certain areas, Arizona, she mentioned, she mentioned Texas. She didn't mention Florida. I'm just bringing, bringing Florida up. It wasn't one of the- state she mentioned in the in the video but she did mention the carolinas she did mention georgia she mentioned some of the uh, mountain states that you know colorado that people are flocking to mm -hmm. where there she said you know contrary to that and i would put the northeast in, included in this ohio does not have a situation she lives i think in ohio ohio pennsylvania does not have a situation where they're overbuilding right now so it might hit certain areas. And we saw this during the last real estate crash. I'm not predicting a crash in 23. I'm just saying what Ivy Zellman see, sees coming here. We saw this when, when the market crashed. What happened? Vegas, Florida, Florida, Arizona. These states got hit hard in the, in the beginning, the hardest. Some of the lagging state, like the Northeast was lagging behind it. We went for like another year before really crashing. But because they overbuilt during that time period too, they had too much supply. Now, listen, all these areas that we're talking about right now are under two months of inventory currently. Back then, they were over 10 months of inventory. She didn't touch on that at all. But she does say that we're building too many homes and that it's going to catch up because you will have at that in 2023, we know we're going to be in, in a 4% interest rate. We know that, uh, there are more homes coming on the market in some areas, new construction and that investors they're buying up 26% of homes right now. Investors are buying 26% of the single family homes. If it looks like the market is going to drop significantly, I think the majority of these investors have said that they're they want to hold these and rent these. But right. what if, and, and this is what she said, what if, Nicole, some of these investors decide to take some money off the table? Wall Street is going to control the market 
in a lot of different ways that we don't fully understand. They control the stock market by algorithms. They buy up a stock and then everybody sells at once. And like Facebook just dropped 26% last week when all these algorithms and hedge funds sold. The same way, the same thing could happen with real estate. If all of those investors say, we're going to take 20% of our portfolio off the market and push inventory onto the market, that does drop prices on single family homes quickly. Whether that happens or not, whether they just hold them forever, I don't think they're going to hold everything forever. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. At some point, they're going to take some money off the table. No? Yes. No, I agree. I mean, the reason that they're putting money into real estate is because of the stock market. So, I mean, naturally, you know, the market's going to ebb and flow and they're going to pull it right out and probably put it right back in. You know what I started watching last night in the middle of the night? Have you seen Billions? Have you watched yeah, the show Billions? Yeah, I mean, of course. It's the greatest show of all time. You're not watching well, the new one, right? You're watching the, the original? I, I am watching the first season yeah, from 2016. Clearly, I've been in a hole. Oh, my um, God. It's the best show ever. I, feel like I'm learning so much. <laughs> it's incredible. It I mean, really... Bobby Axelrod is the best character, you know, up there with Ari Gold on Entourage and Logan Roy in Succession. I mean, he's right Oh, there. I was going to bring up Succession too because it's kind of like the same like so I started Succession. I think I got through the first the first season. I mean, it's well. Now it's you went all, to Billions. Now you're gonna have a compete. Like, which I one do I watch? I ran over. Well, so I'm having a hard time getting in. I I started Ozark. I I tried doing Yellowstone. Like, it's all these like you're trying a lot of different shows. Nicole. I really am trying a lot of different shows. I'm trying to you know. So what what was the Billions reference here? No, no, no. I'm just, it's again, it's I, well, because again, it just sparked it because it's about money and investing and pulling and dropping things and short sailing. And it's just, you know, it's and, all that. And you see, like, for those of the listeners that have seen billions, you see how these hedge funds can really manipulate markets. Oh, for sure. And, 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 the, and the government and people's lives. I mean, right. it's yes. And this is all kind of, and that was based off of, you know, a real, is based off of a real head, hedge fund manager, obviously loosely based. They, they have all these crazy storylines and all this kind of stuff. Same thing can happen in real estate where if these investors see it coming, okay, interest rates get to four. When interest went, rates went to 5% in 2018, the market stopped on a dime. Yes. Because there were so many people that were locked into 3.75 and four interest rates at the time. It was said, too expensive for them to move. They're like, why would it, I move? I got this great yeah. interest rate. I'll just make yeah. this house work. Right. You'd see the same thing happen by the end of 2023. If we get to four and a half, five again, it's even more of a gap because people are locked into 275 right now. Right. Yep. They're locked into three. Why would they ever want to sell out of that mortgage right. rate? Yep. We wouldn't want to give that up. Never. And and Ivy Zellman says, theoretically, we start to see a 30-year fixed rate as high as four, which we've seen touch already this year. We have about 70% of homeowners locked in below four. So if you're locked in at three, rates are now four. It's that big disincentive. But if it gets to five, boy, that is that screeching halt. A lot of people can't afford homes. A lot of these this new inventory that Ivy Zellman's referencing in 2023 is going to be much higher priced than... That's why resale homes, you know, have exploded in in price appreciation because they're still selling 
cheaper than new construction and it's still cheaper to buy those homes than you know the similar like property on the rental market we went through that mm-hmm. whole yep, uh, a few weeks ago data off of off of redfin there's a we'll link up the yahoo article there's there's a lot of interesting takes there if you google the vimeo video that she just did it's zelman the contrarian we are building too many homes it's interesting I, I again, I want to be clear. 2022 home values are not going to sink. But when you have an increase of inventory in 2023, when you have an increase in interest rates in 2023, and you have a venture uh, investors potentially taking money off the table, that's when you see a market cool. It means there's going to be opportunities for people in 2023. Mm-hmm. So get your cash up and get ready. Because 2023 could bring some real opportunity in the real estate market and prices will probably go down. Racket number two, Nicole. Yeah, it's sort of piggybacks. It does piggyback. It's, it's like a great piggyback. It's like you planned it. It's like the I I did plan it that way. <laughs> I did. It's like the, you know, we've had two years of great news, and now we're getting into a little bit of other news. Home buyer sentiment hits a new low in Fannie Mae's national housing survey. So affordability and supply constraints seen as limiting opportunities, particularly for younger buyers, definitely in correlation with the last segment. Percentage of Americans who think it's a good time to buy a home fell to an all-time low in January. An all-time low. With rising home prices and interest rates exacerbating, uh, exacerbating, affordability issues, according to this uh, Fannie Mae survey. So only one in four consumers that responded to Fannie Mae's latest monthly national housing survey thought it was a good time to buy a new low in survey records dating to 2010. Now, if you're, if you bought a house in the last two years, you have equity right now, you're up. You have equity if you bought six months ago. If you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, You probably didn't fill out the survey. Why would you even care? You just right. bought your well, house. You're good. So, so that's so that I was going to bring that up because it's are you at like if you're asking if you're asking me like it's very different than someone that's actually looking to buy because again I mean you ask any agent out there right now that's listing a home I I'm certain that they have 50 showings and at least 25 offers so yeah so it seems like everybody are wants to they buy. right so is it really are they are they feeling like it's or is it you know, your grandfather saying it's a horrible time to buy, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Or those TikTok commenters who just haven't bought a house. They're one of the 23, 24% people living oh, they're in They're like spammers. Mother's basement. They're spammers. They're haters. Yeah. They're trolls. Total and, haters. Yeah. And they just want everybody. They just want the market to crash. Not because they have any money to jump in and buy. No. They just, just so that they can be, say that they were right. Yeah. They, they just yes. want to see pain yeah. on the streets. Because God uh, forbid anything good happens. Yeah, it yeah. could be it could be those people fill out survey, or it could also be the people who have been trying to buy the last two years haven't been able to buy and are frustrated, super frustrated with the market, and are thinking yes. about going back into the rental market. I I I'm gonna believe that over the next six months we're gonna see more of that. People are just like because we're still hearing it from every agent. 20 offers, 30 offers, 40 offers on these properties. Yeah. And and eventually people are going to say, you know what? Screw this. This this is crazy. Oh, I, I, and I think lots, 
already are. I think a lot of people, their their rent needed to be renewed or, um, yeah, I think that we are seeing it a lot. I think I think most of the people that are now still buying are, are ones that have to buy for sure. Fannie Mae's Home Purchase Sentiment Index, HPSI, which distills information from National Housing Survey into a single number, dropped 2.4 points to 71.8 in January, which again is that lowest level. And, you know, Ivy Zellman, going back to the last segment, she did say she's a mother of three. If Mm -hmm. you need more space, if you need to buy a home, still go buy the home. She's not saying because of what's coming in 2023, don't buy a house based off of need. But if you're thinking about buying in 22 at the top of the market, just because you, you you don't have a pressing need and you just like, ah, I'm just going to buy a house just because right. that's where it gets into a, you know, a bad idea, a tricky situation. I always say if you're buying a great location and you know, you're going to hold it for a long time and you can get a great deal on your money or maybe a little bit under market, even if the market's at the all time high, you mm-hmm. go ahead and you buy that property. If you know, you're going to be able to hold it for a longer period of time. So Nicole, what do you, what do you think though? Is it a bad time to buy right now? No, I, I don't really think it's a bad time to buy. Is it a frustrating time to buy? Obviously. Um, but no, I mean, I don't think it's a bad time to buy at all. I, I mean, again, but piggybacking off of what you said too, I do think it, it depends on what is the individual's need, but I do still think that it is affordable monthly to buy. Um, so no, I do think, I think, I think it's still think it's a fine time to buy. It's just being able to land that house that you want. That's, that's, that's the problem. Another problem that people are having with this market right now and to take it, they're going to take it out on the housing market. Obviously the stock market hasn't been good in, in 2022. Two thirds of Americans, 66% said they think the economy is on the wrong track. That's up from 65% in December. And the percentage who said it's on the right track dropped two percentage points to 24%. So not many people think this economy in 2022 is heading in the right direction. When you get a lot of people believing that, then they're going to be more cautious with their investments and real estate's going to be one of them. We, We were at 58% uh, of people in the beginning of 2020, so before the pandemic, who felt like the almost 60% of people, almost a total flip here, who felt like the economy uh, was on the right track. We can show that chart. I mean, you go from all of 2019 and going into 2020, you were over 50% of people saying the economy is heading in the right direction. And COVID hit, and they, we haven't touched fifty percent since then. Yeah, totally flipped. Yeah, not good. All right, uh, let's let's get into our marketeer of the week. Back to back marketeers. You love it in the metaverse. I love, uh, I love it. I love talking about it. I you love I'm, it again. I'm going to be very clear here. I think everybody buying land in the metaverse right now that doesn't literally have money to light on fire is insane. Metaverse investors to real estate agents, though, say, butt out. Janine Yorio, CEO of Republic Realm, which is uh, one of the biggest 
metaverse investment company said the role of a third party broker, you Nicole White in digital worlds may look unlike its counterpart in reality in the crypto world. The middle man or middle woman is the villain. She said, you are the villain in the metaverse. So Republic realm, they buy virtual tracts of land. They build out that land with structures and activities and keep close tabs on the state of this startup industry. In November, the company announced it uh, completed the largest virtual land transaction, which we talked about in the metaverse, scooping up three square miles in the sandbox for nearly $4.3 million worth of cryptocurrency. Only uh, fewer than 25,000 people right now own virtual real estate in any of these metaverse platforms. I think last time I heard there was up to like 19. The sandbox right now is one of the biggest. They have even yet to launch their metaverse to users. So you can buy land in the metaverse, Nicole. You just can't use Mm -hmm. it. Users Mm -hmm. can't use it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Decentraland has released to users, but it hasn't truly taken off yet. And and basically, you know, there's a lot of speculation. There's people predicting that we're not going to need an agent in the metaverse. And this is going to be where people spend their time. And people that believe anyone's spending their time. We talked about it on the with the Ryan Serhan thing last week. Anybody that believes the majority of people are going to spend the majority of their time wearing goggles on their face in the metaverse anytime soon are dead wrong. They're not going to come out right on this. There's going to be, listen, if uh, 66% of people think the economy is going the wrong direction and real estate's potentially going to go down in 2023, we're seeing volatility in the stock market. We're seeing interest rates go up. We're going to eventually have another recession at some point because they've got to take the Kool-Aid away from the party. Uh, I don't see anybody just continuing to buy digital land. This market is going to crash. So guess what? You're you're right. You're not going to need an agent in the metaverse because it's going to be a ghost town for years. <laughs> it's like those, did you ever, I think, I feel like we've talked about this before. Um, I think it's in China. Remember they started building all of those cities, like those ghost yeah. cities. And they just, everyone just started buying this real estate and there were malls and, and they literally sit there empty. And that's actual tangible items too. I don't, I still am having a hard time understanding all of it. I I've still, it's just, I, I think about my son in Oculus. I mean, it's a lovely place. He loves to go there, but like, it's so like, I don't let him go there during the week. I don't know. It just, does he I sneak, don't understand. Does he sneak out of the No. What do you mean sneak together? out? So I, no. He has to stay in his house to do it, right? Yeah, no, I take, he's not allowed to have it during the week, so I take it away. But even there, he just turns into an angry being. Um, but I will say there's many Friday and Saturday nights that he has a friend over and they're Oculusing together. Um, while I mean, they're in the same room? They're in the while same they're room. in the same they room. The they got goggles on. They have yeah, their I mean, goggles on. Mm-hmm. No, no, listen, I'm 100%. not. I'm not saying that this metaverse is not going to exist and there's not going to be functionality to it. But this belief that, it is just going to like consume our time over the next two to five years is insane. I agree. I, that to me is insanity. And it's actually quite frankly, very, it makes me sad. Um, It makes me sad that, you know, that potentially the pandemic has produced this state of um, like 
I don't know. Like, yeah, you don't want to. You don't even want to do Zoom. Illusion. I mean, it's and and you'd rather, right? I mean, you you're pretend you're a you're fucking catfishing everybody. You could. I mean, uh, I don't funny. know. Hey, anyway, there, this is an Inman article, so we'll link it up. I thought uh, Joe Hayden is his name. I thought he had a pretty interesting uh, comment, and he actually quoted the Realtor Code of Ethics preamble paragraph number one under all is the land upon its wise utilization and blah 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 i'm not going to go through the whole thing but the first line under all is the land your son and his friends doing oculus and being in some type of a metaverse they're doing it in your home yep under your home is the land everything we do here on planet earth and you brought up this commercial that i watched um you can talk about that like, no matter what we do, we're here on land, on real yes. estate, real real estate. Right. And if you, even if you're going to go into the metaverse, you're going to have to be in some type of real estate at some point. Well, and you even you even brought it up too because we were sort of chatting about it in the car. Even if we wanted to have potentially have our meetings be in the metaverse, you almost have to come into the office to actually then potentially be with people. Well, somebody could have somebody could be in their house, obviously with with the goggles on. But if you want to, but like the people in my point was the people in the office, right? Like right now, when we have a meeting, we have you know fifty, sixty people in the meeting or whatever it is, and we have half of them in the physical office and half of them right. are on Zooming. the screen on Zoom. Yes. So it's like you almost have two different worlds: the Zoom world, right? Can, so the people though that are here have, the, would have to put they'd have to put their yeah. goggles on in the office in order to connect with the people that are out of the office. So you'd be in the office and if you and I were sitting next to each other physically, which I know right. today we're not and you're very upset, very we would upset. both we would both have goggles on even though we're right. we, we I could just reach over and tap you on the shoulder but yet yes. we would be having seeing each other through our goggles and maybe even an avatar. Right? It's like I could take my goggles off, see you in real life put the goggles right. on you could be wearing a totally different shirt because it's your avatar i, I mean, i'm not even i'm not even gonna look like this no I'm, no what nope. would you look what would you i look don't like? know like maybe like a giselle you know <laughs> just gonna take giselle and that's gonna be your avatar <laughs> I mean. all right so how does this tie into to the marketeer well i think any agent we, we've been saying just keep just keep reading maybe one metaverse article a week stay informed on this because if i'm wrong and this and this is like the normal thing in three years and Ryan Serhant is right, then you're going to want to be educated on it. I'm going to stay educated right. on it. I'm going to I'm going to see this trend before it's coming if it if it actually takes off. But the other reason is at the bottom of this article, uh, there's one uh, one Sotheby's in Florida, which is the Sotheby's affiliate in Miami. They're in the process of selling a real world mansion later this year alongside a digital copy that will exist in the metaverse. I think for the luxury market, not your median price point, somebody that's just trying to get into the market for three or four hundred thousand dollars, but for your luxury buyer, there could be an angle there for luxury agents to do something like that, have an exact replica in sandbox or wherever, and you're you're also selling them that digital copy. You would have to I don't know which metaverse it is. It might be sandbox, but one of these metaverses basically is a replica of like the country right now. So you'd have to actually buy that plot of land that the house sits in, mm-hmm. in, in its digital form. And then you could have both. And, you know, I don't know what you would do in the 
digital one. I guess I just, I feel like though, if you're going to be going into the digital world, isn't that like pretend world? Like I don't want to live in the same house that I'm in. No, you, I don't know that. I, don't, I mean, I just think it's an interesting Isn't way. Isn't that part of the fun? I mean, that Miami, would be part of the fun. In Miami, where crypto's huge and all of this stuff, uh, NFTs and but all But again, that, back to the market marketeer. Sense. Like it's it's a it's a great marketing tool. Like, hey, yeah, for that get market, your digital copy of your home. Yeah, you're I get seeing, it. You're seeing a lot of the companies that deal with crypto go and headquarter down in, in Miami. So, you know, if you want to be up with the times, it's almost like you know, San Francisco, you're selling to Facebook tech people. They they may need a certain lifestyle home. And, you know, th this may be in line with the, the crypto world down in Miami. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You're the villain right. in the in the crypto world, though. I, I'm fine with that. In the metaverse. Bring it you on. You can just, your avatar can say the villain. The villain. When this whole, I'll leave but I'll look, this. But I'll look, but go ahead. Yes. I was going to go ahead. Give it, are you going to have your new watch in there? What did you want to say? No, I was going to talk about Giselle. I mean, I'd have Not a, a fly. I'd have stuff. a fly body with, you know, villain. I, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. What I'll leave with this: um, if you're, I forgot what I was going to say now, Nicole. Oh, oh yeah, that's because you were uh, picturing Giselle in your head. I, I had the whole Giselle thing, <laughs> and I totally, I totally forgot where I was going to go with that. Um, oh, I got it. I got it now. If you're buying land right now in the metaverse, right? When there is a crash, and there's gonna be a huge crash. I mean, most people even involved, and Gary Vee's not involved in the metaverse. He's just involved in the NFT side of things. Mm -hmm. He says metaverse and NFTs too, even though he's involved in that, is gonna crash. 98% of this stuff is gonna be worth nothing, all right? So if, if you bought and got burned, would you not use if you wanted to get back in in 10 years when when it actually is you know relevant would you not use an expert at that time to guide you through that transaction whether they're they're not maybe a traditional real estate agent but yeah, maybe I was going to say it may not be a, a traditional real estate agent yeah they're a metaverse consultant they're a metaverse right. real estate agent like all, I think I probably would want to pay a fee to make sure I know what the heck I'm doing. After the big crash, people are going to look at this differently. And the middleman might not be the villain when this crap, 98% of it goes to zero. And then on the other side, people want to get in. Everybody was buying dot coms in 99, but then people started working with a lot of web developers and different companies when they wanted to launch their website after the crash. Right. I think the same thing will actually happen here. So I don't think the middleman right now they're the villain because it's a cute little thing. Well, Every and because they, they got people like you and I telling them that they're crazy and, yeah. you know, get out of your mom's basement. Everybody right now is, you know, speculating and the market keeps going up. This thing crashes. The experts, the people that know this world better than anybody will not be the villain. They'll be in control. For sure. All right. Tell us what you think in the comments. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on if your market, going back to the first segment, is building too many homes, do you agree with Ivy Zellman? Are we going to be in a total flip scenario in 2023 when it comes to inventory? What are your thoughts? Oh, and obviously, crypto world, what are your thought, thoughts in the comments below? 
We'll see you next week. I may just have to uh, fly up and see Nicole and do it in person. She gave me an attitude Woo! the whole first 10 minutes of the show. Um, attitude? You, even, you, 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 like, you didn't even want to chime in there. You you were, ah, you know. You like to talk. I let you talk. It, I feel like it half, works well, you know? Took you half the show to, you know, even want to participate. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure you got through all of your notes because you were so worried about placing them properly so no one could see them. So yeah, I got plenty I of notes to- here. Yeah, I'm, I just I wanted to make sure you got through all of them. That was all. Good. All right. <laughs> Are you going to be back for uh, episode two hundred nine? One hundred percent. I mean, I I welcome I welcome you to fly up, or maybe I'll fly down. Yeah, fly down. There it is. Yep. See, Bobby's like, yep, yep. I think I have to take Bobby with me though. No, Bobby could stay up there. You can fly down and <laughs> be fine. All right, guys. I see you know. next week. Bobby's looking a little pasty. <laughs> yeah, he's a little see you guys. Bye.